I was going to say, make sure you download Manny Pacquiao's acoustic album. FCFC. Light that candle. La vela está encendida. FCFC are back. Back in black. FC, FC. Good people Welcome of Los to- Angeles. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, are, are we going to do from the beginning, Slim? Yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. Because we have to, one, two, three. FCFC. Um, so what we're trying to say is, Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I'm your favorite fat fuck Korean, Slim. <laughs> Sitting somewhere else on the screen is Josh Sexy shaved head monk spice hey and we have bearded dweez with the long flowy hair tonight Ooh, ooh, it's coming in thick i'm still a little patchy because i'm asian and you know (laughs) and tonight we have two very special guests um you guys might have seen them making some waves on instagram uh under Isabayang, uh, I-S-A-B-A-Y-N-G, uh, two of the founding members, uh, Miguel Kapimpin and Benny Danny Trejo's nephew, Trejo. <laughs> I don't associate with the guy, it's too scary, man. I don't know, man, you and your uncle have been making some crazy restaurant moves these days. <laughs> Got those vegan tacos. You know, little, little coffee shops and shit. <laughs> no, you and Theo are lit right now. <laughs> but uh, welcome, guys. Welcome to the pod. Um, and and I know that Benny's been on the pod, so we won't give a shit about your football memory right now. <laughs> Please kick Go us ahead. off Go with ahead, the usual man. first question, because I feel like we haven't even been able to ask this in so long. Well, Miguel, uh, it's, I think this is our first time properly meeting. I feel like I've seen you around before. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, I- it's, it's sort of weird, yeah. but it's sort of weird to like, you know, meet for the first time on a podcast while being digitally separated. And so I'm going to ask you this extremely personal question right now. For sure. Yeah. I want you to prepare yourself. All right. But the question is just, what is your oldest football memory, Miguel? Uh, my oldest football memory, I think it was around when I was four years old, five years old. And that. I remember watching uh, in the Philippines, they don't really show a lot of football games. And um, I remember like they started airing uh, English Premier League games and primarily Manchester United games. And so I was watch, I was, I would watch like those Man U matches and like, I fell in love. Honestly, I fell in love with their uniforms. Like the red just stood out. And then I was like, yep, yeah, I'm rooting for that team. You know, that red team right there. So I've been a Man U fan, I guess, you know, like since I was a kid, since by default the, they were the team that, that was being aired in the Philippines. Um, and then also just like as an active uh, fan of the sport, I'd say uh, the 90, I forgot what, which, the 98 World Cup. Um, 
that was probably the first one like I watched like all the way through uh, in France. So that was that was my first one. So yeah, you can't. <clears throat> so you came to the sport as a spectator first. You weren't you weren't like out there playing and you weren't. No, like, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't playing. You know, I, I play at school like in PE and all that. But in the Philippines, mm -hmm. I grew up. Uh, I was born there, and then um, I grew up there and. I, I lived there until I was 10 years old. Like we play soccer at school or just whenever like in the backyard or something. But as far as like playing organized football, I never did that. Um, you know, basketball is king in the Philippines. So basketball was my, was the, the sport. Football was kind of like, just did it for fun. You know, the mm. same way as like how you'd play, you know, um, like, handball or or whatever like here on or tetherball like it was just something that you do uh just to pass the time but um yeah i came into it later in my life i guess and and it's really through lafc that i became a huge you know all about try just try to catch up and follow as much football as i possibly can that's awesome and i know that um how i kind of you know had we had the idea of having you guys on today was that um you sung Bayan's, uh IG has been really like just putting out amazing content throughout the whole month of May, which of course is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. And um, we're talking about first football memories, man. And the one I had no idea about really was um, Alcantara of, uh, of, of Barcelona days in the 1920s. And mm -hmm. it was um, a, a Filipino player playing in Barcelona who was one of the stars of the team and just reading the history of that stuff and seeing like a like a Filipino face and one these old like Barcelona La Liga photos was crazy to, crazy for me. It was like you know trying to learn the history of, of of football the football and culture in the world, but it's crazy to know that there was a Filipino athlete so prominent like that early on. Man, so t tell us about like when you discovered him. Did you know about him growing up and like what it was like to to see like you know one of the one of the greats in uh, in those famous colors. Um, I, you know what, here's the thing, you don't hear about Paulino Alcantara in the Philippines. When I was growing up, really nobody mentioned him. Uh, they would always mention, you know, like the you know, famous boxers or basketball players that somehow, um, you know, they made their mark. But as far as Alcantara is concerned, I didn't know about him until I, my wife and I went on our honeymoon last year in Barcelona. So we, we had to go check out Camp Nou. You know, you, they start you off on that tour. They start you off in that museum. And, you know, we were just, I was like looking, you know, reading everything I possibly can read. And then I, I saw like the little exhibit with his boots and I, I read the little blurb on him and it says, oh, he's born in Iloilo. I'm like, what the hell? Like, that, like yeah. that's the Philippines, you know, he's Filipino. And then as soon as we got back to our hotel, we got on the, you know, I got on the internet. I just like started looking up everything about him and just, it's, it really just blows my mind how you know the philippines is a really sports crazy country i mean we're not like you know we're never going to be really good in anything but probably except manny pacquiao hey, or something hey, like hey. that <laughs> oh, i'm just being real you know it's like you know yeah my, manny pacquiao is probably like the most exposed you know like as far as exposure probably the most famous probably the greatest filipino athlete and you know like every manny pacquiao fight the whole country would be watching as far as, you know, other sports, basketball, you know, football, all of that, like, you know, we, we, we do have teams, but as far as the success is concerned, it hasn't really been around. But to, to know that there's a Filipino footballer who was real good and for Barcelona of all teams and 
to this day, not barely anybody really knows who he is. Uh, and it's just now lately, like since uh, football is making a, a, a re like a rebirth, a renaissance over there in the Philippines, that they're pro they're at actually getting to know more about him. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, man. And and for you, Benny, I know like how much you identify with, with Pac-Man and how important he is to you and having an icon of that stature. But like, for me, if I was like, I heard about this and it's all, you know, like a Korean player in a museum or for like United or somewhere crazy like that, or like in Germany for uh, Bayern or something like that, I'd go be like, I found treasure, you know, this is what it felt like. So for you, like, what was it like to see, you know, to see to see this kind of discovery come across? Um, it, was, it was awesome, man. Like, like Nick's kind of touching on, like there's not many, you know, Filipino athletes out there, um, especially in this sport um, of football, uh, you know, to look uh, to look up to, you know, and um, currently or even like back then. So to hear that there that there you know, was a great, you know, even if he's like half Filipino, half Spanish, like half Filipino uh, athlete that that was considered like uh, Barcelona's, uh, you know, first Messi. Like it's it's amazing to uh, to to see that and uh, learn that, um, you know, uh, to learn about that you feel like this sense of pride, you know, you have like that person to point up to, like yeah, see that guy was that guy was uh, half Filipino, you know, it was the Filipino side that was making those goals. So <laughs> <laughs> that's such an Asian thing so to say. Recognize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, yeah, it's it's definitely throw a sense of pride you know so it's always it's always great to hear um, you know any filipino um, make it in any field whether it's sports music um, you know whatever medium it's it's always a great feeling to hear um yeah when filipinos make it miguel i'm also i'm, I'm also before i mean i i want to travel to the philippines and all of that on this on this pod too but i it i I would be remiss if I didn't point out that I also see Miguel rocking the, the Empire Boys hat, I believe is what he's got on there. And he's the first yep. member of the Empire Boys family, I think, to be on the FCFC pod. I know we've wanted to try to get people over before, and, you know, definitely was in the works before all the quarantine stuff hit. But you're, you're out in the IE right now, Miguel? Yeah, um, I live in Ontario with my wife. I'm originally from Corona, which is also in the IE, so... Uh, I didn't know about the Empire Boys until last season, uh, and like I was, I, I, I think I went on that the 3252 Facebook page, and I just asked if there's an, an Inland Empire group, and they referred me to Empire Boys, and I, I got the, I went to their first uh, watch party last year, and I've been part of it ever since. So they, like my wife and I, we've been, I mean, we love it. You know, we met so many great people there, uh, and just it makes it makes like. The, the whole thing with LAFC even feel even more like a family, right? Like when you're part of a yeah. supporter group, you guys got that with, with the Tigers and then Expos. And, yeah, so yeah, awesome. And I, and I know the IE is like a vast place, man. There's like, it's really spread out. I, I, I know you could say that about all of, you know, Southern California and LA, but when I go out to the IE, I'm like, damn, like I'm on this side and then I'm, yeah. you know, people are really spread out. So how, I guess one of the questions I have is like, <clears throat> how different are the different zones of the IE and like when you guys come together is it is it is it cool to see those differences or have you discovered more about the Inland Empire since since being in that group and, and that part of Southern California um you know the the funny thing is the Inland Empire really is um 
it, it for the most part it consists of people that are from LA or originally from LA or Orange County and they moved out here you know for like the cheaper housing or the industries that moved moved out here and the Empire Boys really is like I'd say just a few of us really have been in the IE for more than 10 years. I've been in the IE since like, since my family came here from the Philippines since 95. So uh, we've been living in Corona ever since, but like a lot of them are, are transplants from LA um, and even like other, other States. And they came out here to, you know, either for school or for jobs or just cheaper housing. And uh, I think the, I think there's a beautiful thing about it is because we are all from different, you know, originally from different parts of, of Southern California, but I got to know all these people because of LAFC. And it's really, it's really, uh, it's hard to get everyone together to get so many of us together because we have people living in, I mean, IE goes as far as, you know, Palm Springs or as far down as like uh, Temecula, right? But we still have people driving out from there because most of our watch parties are either at Corona, Riverside, or here in Rancho, Ontario area. So, you know, like, it's beautiful to see when, you know, when there's, a, when there's a, an away match and we have a, a watch party and we have that whole place packed and getting to know all these people, uh, all walks of life. Um, you know, what, that's what I like about it. And uh, the IE is, very, is a very diverse area. You really, you really can't pinpoint, like, you know, there's this whole stereotype of what the, the Inland Empire is, but really it's, it's so, it, everything's the same. Like you go to every city, there's a different, you know, demographic, there's different culture, uh, different, um, you know, like even like the climate is different. <laughs> so yeah, it's like trying know, to, trying to package what LA is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, thing, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think IE is Southern California in a nutshell. Yeah. And is the, in terms of like the Filipino culture out there or the prominence of it, I know, you know, we've got the, the district historic Filipino town here, you know, you've got some of the restaurants that have been here a long time. Um, it, in these areas, you have that same sort of footprint in the IE or elsewhere in Southern California. Like I'm not as up to speed yeah. uh, on, on like that part of the IE. Um, I don't know what they can tell you where he's from, but um, as far as the IE, it's interesting how just how um, big the, the Filipino population got here just the past 20 years. And when my family moved to Corona in 95, like the school I went, I went to, the first elementary school I went to, me and my sisters were the, literally like not just the only Filipinos, we we're the only Asian kids. And it was like, it was mo mostly either Mexican or white. And so, you know, we get, you know, we, we experience a lot of like, you know, just ignorance and just things like they didn't really know what what to make of us or what we were but uh being in the IE since 95 and seeing like the housing uh boom and more Filipinos coming out here because they want to live you know like in, in actual bigger houses and cheaper housing mm. uh, especially you know like if you ever heard of Eastvale and uh Temecula Marietta like all these Filipinos just start moving there and uh mm like the, the population has really increased um, tenfold uh, actually since like 98, 2000. How about you, Benny? What was the, the Filipino, like, did you have a bunch of Filipino homies growing up in the Monrovia area? Yeah, actually, you know, I don't know if my mom was always mindful of, of moving into a town that had a lot of Filipinos. We were, I was born in Outwater Village, 
Um, not the Albuwater Village that you probably know and love today, but back then it was a little bit more grimy, but um, there was a huge Filipino population uh, back then. There still is, but, you know, you know, due to gentrification, you know. Um, but um, when we moved to uh, Monrovia, um, yeah, there was a good number of Filipinos out here because it's we have uh, we had like three hospitals nearby, so you know the, you know there's Filipinos working in those <laughs> in those uh, hospitals, um, so there's always going to be Filipinos around. City of Hope, um, City of Hope, <laughs> City of Hope, Saint Saint Santa Teresita uh, Methodist Hospital, uh, Huntington Memorial, not too far. You know, there's just a bunch of different little hospitals out here. Um, the only yeah, man, um, workers, man. Shout out! Oh uh, yeah, always. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to to be in a field where deemed essential, you know. But you know, everybody's essential. But um, you know, I'm definitely lucky. No, not everybody, bro. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you guys are essential to me, man. Oh, thanks, man. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, it it was um, it was l- lucky for me. Uh, there was a good number of Filipinos in in each school that I went to, and um, it was it was it was kind of when I was uh. When I came in, came out to came out to Monrovia when I was in third grade, um, it was kind of like I felt like when I went into the to the playground, it was kind of like a it was kind of like prison, you know. Like you try to look for the people that kind of look like you, or <laughs> you try to find some friendly faces because you're new you're new over there, and like mm-hmm. you know. So right away, I you know I found you know a few, a few Filipino guys, um, and uh, the first they tried to size me up. I remember, I remember very, very clearly. They were playing with Independence Day toys. I don't, you're not. These, I knew these guys were bad because you're not even supposed to be playing with toys at school, you know. But they brought their toys <laughs> to school, <laughs> and they're all playing and stuff. And I was like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm the new kid. Uh, you guys mind if I play with you?" And the leader of the group, his name is, his name is Francis. He like looked at me and he's like, "Do you have an Independence Day toy?" And I was like, uh, "I don't have any toys." And he's like, "Well, you can't play with us." You know, so, uh, you didn't have a gold, months, Jeff like, Goldblum toy. You know, for, for kids are vicious, dog. But um, but yeah, man, there was a good number of Filipinos in in that uh in that class, and you know, we went from uh, third grade to graduation, and um, you know, it was uh, it was cool having uh, that brotherhood. I'm still best friends with them. Um, you know, ever since third grade, and uh, it was always it was always cool going over to their houses. You know, you get that Filipino hospitality. Um, you know, their 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 mom kind of turns into like a, you know a second mom or your aunt. You, you know, you call her Tita, and you know, and you just kind of grow up, at, grow into the family. You know, you adopt each other's families. So yeah, man, it was great. Yeah, that that those island everyone's your cousin vibes as yeah, you know, exactly. about the Filipino yeah, yeah. culture. I mean, talking about um, pr- prison yard feelings here, like how of you, you two are in different supporters groups, and so you're on tailgates, you're 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 hanging out. How do you um, how do you guys find um, find each other? How do you guys um, really co- make the call to to find it took other a, Filipino supporters? It's a while, man. Um, I I to be honest, I just just remember getting a, a message from from Migs and who else was it, Migs? uh chris chris and then uh clint yeah and clint and yeah. you know they i think it was migs you were the one that was like oh i got a you know i got a uh, filipino flag um yeah it'd be dope to <laughs> this, like this reach right out 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's pull, that one. pull that thing out. This, this, is, the, this is what we were Between waving the in the, the north Fire. end. We're Fire. loving props. Yeah, yep. man. They, they so had the he, Filipino he, flag ready he, on his couch. Yeah, you know, we started it, a little like, yep. group chat. It's like, hey, it would be dope to have all the Still Filipinos. Still smells like beer, too, by the way. It would be cool to have all the Filipinos out in the north end, you know, come for a group picture before a tailgate, you know, like just so we could be aware of each other. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, man, let's get the word out. Let's try to identify all these unknown Filipinos. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny <laughs> thing like, is, yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, funny uh, thing yes. though, I met I met Chris uh, Chris Kaisip. He's he's a Black Army. Um, I met him at the first Empire Boys watch party I went to last year, last season, and I think it was against like New York New York City, and we had they had a watch party in like Norco Eastvale area, and Chris is. Chris actually lives out there, so he's IE, and uh, they thought, like, they knew, like, some Black Army Filipino guy was coming, but then they thought it was me. Like, <laughs> like I, I was walking in, it's like, oh, are you the Black Army guy? It's like, uh, no, what's Black Army? So they were talking about Casey, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, somebody, yeah. Like, no, no, like, I'm, I'm new. I don't have, I'm not in a, any group. I want to join you guys. And, and then they like they actually like, oh, man, sat me think. they actually when when chris came i think they they purposely sat him like next to me and oh, yeah. <laughs> like, to make me that feel make me feel comfortable or something i don't know but <laughs> i don't know if he remembers this but i i i struck struck up a combo with him and like you know and then later on like i found out who he is and what you know we had more knowledge of the groups and then i met clint who's actually uh, a friend, like, a, he's a mutual friend. We have mutual friends from college, and he's Black Army, and he lives out in, he's from West, West Covina originally, but he lives out here in Fontana. And so me and him started just, you know, like, talking about how, oh, we know this, you know, some of the same people. And he actually came out to a, um, an Empire Boys uh, thing before the season started, and, like, from then on, we just kind of like started, and we got Chris involved. So we started talking. Hey, it'd be cool if we can like, get, like I had, you know, I thought I had an idea, pretty good idea that Benny was Filipino. So like, you know, that guy, that Benny guy, he's Filipino. Let's hit him up. Right. <laughs> what, made, what made you have that thought, dude? What, what, what's like, yo? What's your Filipino? We, we can just, we can just, we just know, man. We just Damn. Know. <laughs> you could tell, man. That's why, like, you can just tell. You're yeah. not sure someone's Filipino or hispanic you kind of have to like be around them for a bit and talk to them and and you know notice you know how they can talk. throw you off walk, though you know throw you off. just walk by and say <laughs> like, you know, and then speaking patterns you know um but uh or if they're yeah, asian uh, and their name is miguel that's that's a film. yeah oh yeah yeah the asian with the, with the latino names or trejo names yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There's definitely a dead giveaway. My favorite <laughs> is the, the Santiago's, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> oh the San Miguel's. Yeah, so from that photo that you guys take in front of the North End, and then you take um, the Filipino flag, it's flying in the North End as well. That's a great shot. And then to um, the Instagram account, man, can you guys talk to me about what you guys had in mind for uh, for Isang Bayan and what, what you guys feel like it's going to grow into the future? Like, is it just kind of a purely educational thing or is there something that... Um, what you guys are hoping to achieve past that um well you know we we didn't we didn't have in mind like 
um, for it to be a supporter group, which it's not, it's not a supporter group. Um, you know, we just wanted it to be a community because I mean, there is a good number of Filipinos, um, but they're all kind of scattered throughout the North end, throughout the stadium. You know, some of them aren't in the North end. Some of them have like, you know, regular seats. Um, but we just, uh, we just wanted to build something, um, you know, just so we could be aware of each other and the rest of, uh, you know, the LAFC community could be aware of us. Um, that's kind of how it all started. Uh, you know, we're just kind of taking it, uh, you know, day by day. Uh, I would love for it to grow into something, you know, huge. Um, hopefully bring more uh, Filipinos, uh, you know, to the bank and be, be fans of this, uh, of this sport. Um, well, I think when, when Dylan Presto becomes one of the first LAFC players oh, from the academy to make it onto the first team, I think you, you, know, you might start getting, uh, getting your wish there. And by the way, if you guys haven't checked out uh, their Instagram, they, they have a great post on Dylan. And if you don't know who Dylan is, you're definitely not up on the academy. I mean, he's been – ah, it's him and Anthony, Anthony Leone, right? It's between those two for my pick for who would probably become the first, uh, you know – player that gets capped um at the senior level from the academy so um yeah can you talk a little bit about you know what what it was like putting together that post and like you know what's it like to to even imagine that possibility having a having a kid with filipino heritage in la kind of getting on the field and representing i i can't even you know i just can't even begin to like imagine the the moment that if you know when it does happen and he's got the skills and his He's got the, the work ethic uh, to make it happen. Uh, I first noticed him actually when I, I saw that video uh, of him, I think last year, when he scored that goal against the Galaxy, the Galaxy Academy team, and he did the whole like, shh, you know, and I'm like, oh man, this kid's got swag. I was like, is he, like, he looks, <laughs> he looks Filipino, you know? And so I, I actually, and I, and I found him, I was like, oh yeah, he is Filipino. His dad, um, I don't know if you, you follow his dad too, Marvin, but his dad's really instrumental in, in Dylan's development. He's like, he's got posting videos of, of him and Dylan training. Um, you know, he's got him like, and that, and it's one of those things like you don't know, you for sure, you don't see it as like, oh, the dad's like living by, you know, through his son or he's pressuring his son. No, it's like they both, he's got his son's back. He's got his full support. And Dylan loves the game. He loves to play. He, he's, he's, he's a natural and he puts in that work. And I, and I noticed that he just doesn't get that, that type of attention. You know, the, the other Academy kids, they, you know, the ones that we've seen, you know, they, and deservedly so they do, they, they get that spotlight. But um, with us, Isang Bayan being, you know, now into, now coming into existence, like, Hey, why don't we put something out on him? and bring him out there so that like the LAFC community will really, you know, they, they'll know who he is. They'll, 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 when they see him, it's like, Oh, that's Dylan Presto right there. Uh, you don't, there's not a lot of, you know, Filipino American athletes that you get excited about that are like, Oh, you know, he's gonna, he's got that potential. He's going to come out and, and really make it, make it into the big leagues. But just the, the simple fact that we are supporters of this, this great club and, oh, he happens to be playing in our academy and he's beasting yeah. it, you know, like let's, let's, um, let's put that spotlight on him, especially since it's Asian Pacific uh, American Heritage Month. 
it's, uh, it's a great time to do it. And, um, you know, I just messaged his dad. I, I had a couple of questions for Dylan. He, he answered them uh, really, really well. Uh, and was, it his, was it his first interview? Did you ask that? Has he been I, you know what? Before? I don't think he's been interviewed. I didn't. I didn't ask him that. Um, but his dad was really excited about it. So I'm. Yeah. Sure no. It's I like, mean. Yeah, it's look, the first time that he probably got that that love and yeah. you know the, the line. Think, I mean, think of think of how special that is for him, right? I mean, mm -hmm. look. Let's not even. I. I don't think any of us on here are trying to like put unnecessary pressure on like a young kid. We're not you know, trying to become the English media, like calling a mm. golden boy, a golden boy, and then tearing him to pieces. You better do it. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, I, like there's been a decent amount uh, done on the Academy and, and there's a fine line, you know, when you talk about young people and like how much you, you want to go in, into their stories and, and stuff like that. And so it's, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, it's not something that the club can really do on their end as good of a job as they do with the media. It's like, that's the distance they want to keep. But hearing the enthusiasm from his dad, knowing the kind of boost that it gives him and then knowing that it's coming from the place that you guys are coming from, like wanting to uplift this, this part of LA culture that you're also part of. I mean, to me, that's like, what's so cool about that, where these stories fall, you know, from the traditional, you know, the bit, the biggest part of the narrative and like it trickles down and we're allowed to tell all these stories that fall through the cracks. And I think that like, yeah, for sure there should be a, you know, a piece done on Dylan and for sure like if he gets the chance to talk to him he's going to be psyched about it and to talk about like this side of his culture because he's probably proud of it too you know mm. and like oh yeah and and he probably realizes like to some extent like that these people are reaching out and talking to him because he's doing something special um and I don't know that's just a, a, a cool thing for a young kid to hear regardless of like their background and the fact that you guys have found a way and an avenue to to, to tell these stories of things is awesome. The type of shit that we fuck with super hard on FCFC. And that's why we got you here. Sirens. Josh, hit the sirens. I mean, what I really, you know, with, with Isang Bayan, another, another goal of, of ours really is to expose LAFC to our, our brothers and sisters back in the Philippines. I mean, we've already had followers you know, like saying, Hey, you know, you guys are, this is awesome. You know, LAFC is going to be, that's our, that's our team. That's our, that's our MLS team, you know? And because they don't like, you know, football is kind of on the rise in the Philippines, but not to the level that, that we have here. And when they see the North end and when they see that, that flag, um, I, I got a message from this, uh, this the account called FC SIPA. SIPA means kick in, in Tagalog, but he's, you know, he's just a soft, head and he loves you know like he's he's in the philippines and there's just a few of them there and he saw the game on um one of the networks that that airs it and he saw the philippine flag and he saw our our post and he's like oh my god you guys are like that was exciting you know and and so we're 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 giving i i hope and i wish like just our post just our presence alone it is kind of giving them that that moral boost or to like hey you know we got we got our kababayan meaning like our our brothers and sisters we got them over there in the in the states representing the filipino filipino american community they're, they're they love football lafc is you know giving them that that exposure we got dylan presto he's he's lafc academy he's filipino and they actually uh somebody messaged me like they're interested in having him be you know like part of the you know possibly try out for the national team uh, uh and you know they, they really want to see him they want to see more of him 
So awesome. it's, it's, it's good, like, just to, to have that exposure. And, you know, like, our, the Filipino-American community, we are the, the largest, second largest um, Asian, Amer- Asian community in the United States. Yeah. And the fact that not too, many, not too many people know, like, that we're, that we're around, you know? Like, yeah, we're here. Like, oh, yeah, we're, your, you know, you see our, the nurses. And, you know, like, you see, like, oh, you, you taste Filipino food and all that. But it's like, okay, well... You know, I, I majored in Asian American studies at Cal State Fullerton. And Shout out. Hell yeah. And yeah, it's good to like, it's, it's a good platform for, to just, you know, bring out, you know, just tidbits of, of like little trivia or, you know, um, just a little bit of, of information and, and education about who we are, not just as Filipino Americans, but as Filipinos, our culture from the motherland and also our culture here, because it's still still two distinct cultures. And I'm sure you guys, Korean Americans, you know, it's it's that you guys have established your own distinct Korean American, you know, flavor and style and culture, and you know, but it's the the beauty is like bringing those two together and like and really representing um, who you are here in the United yeah, States. Man. I mean, it's I, I, when you were talking about the flag waving in the North End, still to this day, when there's an, ever a picture or, or a video and, and we see the Korean flag waving, like even to, you know, even now, like it excites me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so I know like even when I see the pictures of the Korean and the Filipino flag waving in the same vicinity, like in the North End, like it's, it's a beautiful sight to me, you know, like growing up uh, in Cerritos, like, you know, my, my best friend, uh, like in, you know, from fifth and sixth grade was, was a Filipino dude, um, was always at his pad, learned how to eat with my hands over there. Um, you know what I mean? Like all that, like, you know, Filipinos probably, you know, we're, we're head to head on who's the best at karaoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> so all that stuff, you guys, you know, best break dancers in my school were always Filipino, clown <laughs> dancing, all that shit um so yeah man like filipino culture has always been like a a big part of southern california culture and and the same with korean culture it's always been a big part of southern california culture and you know we nobody really knows about it (laughs) you know what i mean so it's 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 dope when you get to kind of share that story and and kind of make make a space for for those stories to be told and shared and it's it's awesome that you guys are doing it yeah, definitely. I, I definitely felt like that that game, that last game that we had, or that game that we brought the Filipino flag at. Um, man, seeing that flying in the north end, because I, I remember I saw a small Filipino flag, uh, like I think it was last season. But to mm. see that flag being waved proudly in the north end, like man, it definitely gave me a huge feeling of pride and kind of like feeling just like kind of emotional, to be honest. Yeah, um, and I think it's it's different from like you know like seeing the Mexican flag and the Salvadorian flag because those those cultures like football is part of those cultures. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. they're intertwined. But yeah. the Filipino and Korean culture like it's not really in the fabric of who our you know country is. So right. to to kind of kind of blaze an avenue of like a you know something new. Uh, and something new for our people to represent and to carry forward, like it's, it's, yeah, I think it's the dopest thing ever. Yeah, it's definitely groundbreaking, man. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <He's> speechless. 
Yeah, he's, that, so he's that he's that emotional and about it. It's it's yeah. I mean, the, just just having like Filipino brothers and sisters in the north man, um, <clears throat> and and getting together like we did was was great. Um, it it's I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's just feeling it's because like it's refreshing. Like once, once, it's refreshing. Once, once you once you meet a Filipino cat and like you guys vibe right away and everything's good. It's kind of like your 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 brother, your brothers now, you know, your brothers and sisters like like even though that we're all in different SGs, um, you know, I I could I feel like, you know, I can call on Migs and he can call on me, you know. And it, it, and like we haven't known we haven't known each other for more than, you know, a few months, but like everything just clicked with this group, you know, and because we we all share the same values, um, you know, we we all come from the same type of upbringing and everything and um yeah it's just a really great group of people um you know everyone is pretty creative everyone's hard working um just a very loving group of people i think the big <laughs> yeah, thing with being filipino is um is identity because like a lot of philip you know the we're not all, I mean, Filipinos in, in general, we don't all speak the same native language. You know, there's different dialects of the Philippines. And, you know, we are a very diverse group of people. Uh, you know, we, we, have, we have Filipinos that have that Pacific Islander, you know, like those Pacific Islander roots. We have Filipinos that have more of like those Asian roots and religion, Muslim, Christian, Catholic. But then when we're here in, this, in the United States, like, and it's all about just finding like something that we can bond together with, you know, and uh, whether it's, that's why Filipinos are so big into like, like uh, subcultures, you know, you have Filipinos that are all into, you know, um, like what, what Sam was saying, um, B-boy, you know, like there's a lot of breakdancing, rapping, um, DJing. Car, yeah. DJing the car culture. Mm -hmm. uh, yo, yo, Benny is, is DJ Babu Filipino? Yeah, man, you know it. He bro. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met that guy on many occasions, man. And yeah, he's he's him, Qbert. Who else, man? There's so many Filipino. DJs yeah, I feel like there. yeah, they're escaping me. The other ones, but yeah, they're they are. They're, I always notice them in DJ culture, especially like hip hop DJ culture. Earlier, yeah. On. Actually, Josh, you would like this. Did you know her is half Filipino? Yes, I do, man. Dude, she's, she's freaking incredible. <laughs> That's why she's so good looking. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, she is really good looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You know, yo, her, yo, reach out, reach out, yeah, DM at FCSC Pod. You know, you know where. <laughs> well, but, uh, no, but what Miguel was saying earlier, I think, is like a point that I want to point out as the as the white boy in the room here, um, which is like, yeah, like the second highest population of Asian Americans are, are are of Filipino descent in this country, and yet I think the cultural impact that Filipinos have even though like those of us who like, you know, we're into B-boy culture and you know, DJ culture, we might know a thing or two, but I even confess that like, I know very little about Filipino culture in comparison to some of the other Asian American subgroups and cultures that I am familiar with, or, you know, have cult more cultural exposure to. And maybe it's part of the reason Miguel, you can maybe riff off this is that diversity of the Philippines itself, that there's not like a super unified, even in the Philippines, like a super unified mm. notion of like, you know, what 
the Philippines are. It's sort of like in my head, sort of reminds me of like Indo Indonesia in the sense of like in Indonesia, there's a ton of different subgroups and different religious areas. And like, you know, when yeah. everyone goes to Indonesia, they think of Bali, right? But Bali right, is like, right. Bali has 90%, I believe, of tourists in Indonesia. Uh -huh. and, and when they go there, they go to like Bali and Bali alone. So they don't even see like the mm -hmm. rest of the country, which is like wild to me, right? Having spent yeah. some time in, in, in Indonesia and how, how different that is. So yeah, I mean, for, even for me, like this conversation and, and having more, get, getting to know more about the Philippines, more about Filipino culture. I had no idea the Barcelona, you know what I mean? It's, it's helpful mm -hmm. even if you're not of Filipino descent. And if you love Los Angeles the way, you know, all of us in this room and most of us in the North End love it, you love it because of all the different variety we have here. We love it because it's this small sample size of the rest of the world. And mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons a lot of us also love football is because it has those connections. And Josh, you said like, uh, or, you know, I think it was Josh, you said, you know, the Mexican flags and the Salvadorian flags, like we are of, you know, that is of those cultures. But at the same time, football has reached a threshold now where it is sort of belonging to everyone. And like w some of the best SG videos we, we see that come through are from countries like Indonesia, like those like wild, you know, like mm -hmm. if you, if you dive deep down those tunnels to find like, yeah, like you, you find some wild shit. So you can't even oh. say that like those moving the culture are the traditional places necessarily anymore. Um, it's, it's now here for, for all of us all over the world to, you know, to explore. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, Miguel, like what you were saying before, like with the different cultural aspects, like what would, what would, a, a star Filipino athlete like do for that right like what 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 kind of impact would it have to have like American you know Filipino American icons in sport and how and how that might like help bring to light um, the, the Filipino culture that is already here in the in the states um, I think it'd be you know I think it'd be significant um, it's not going to be groundbreaking per se but I think it will be significant enough that it will give us that that re representation in a field that lacks that representation of Filipino and Filipino Americans in general. You know, about Manny Pacquiao. It's like, all right, well, how long have we been like hyping up Manny Pacquiao? You know, for we still hype him up. Yeah, man. yeah, long enough. enough. I mean, not yeah. long enough. <laughs> like, you know, Manny Pacquiao was yeah. He uh, he's he's the pound for pound greatest you know boxer around, and but like. You know, there's room for more, and yeah. it would be nice for just a homegrown kid like Dylan Presto, you know, hailing from uh, Southern California, to make yeah. it, you know, up the ranks to the LA to the A squad, and and really representing it for for not just for LA but for the Filipino American community, and we have that guy. It's like, hey, you know what? That kid's a soccer player. You know that that young Filipino kid, AYSO is like, you know, I can, I can be like him, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and be like him. And that's the thing It's representation. Uh, me, I'm a teacher and you don't see a lot of Filipino, like Filipino American guys in teaching, let alone like in elementary school. Right. And it's when the Filipino kids at my school, when they, when they see me, they're like, or the parents are like, Oh wow. You know, there's a Filipino teacher there. Uh, like, mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. And so representation is important because it does, like, I think by nature, we all look, we all look for a role model, right? Um, we all look, like, look at somebody that we can like, we see ourselves in and we're like, all right, I want to try and be like him. Uh, 
yeah, our parents and, you know, the people that we know, they can be role models, but also we look at those people that are, that we see on TV or that we watch and we're like, wow, you know, that's, that's awesome. And we have that representation in music. We got Bruno Mars, he's Filipino. And, you know, we got, we got the representation in DJ culture, rap culture, and all of that in, in Hollywood, but like in sports and professional sports where it's still lacking to this day, uh, that would be huge. You know, I mean, like, like Koreans, you guys, you guys have Son. That's not even fair. Like that's, <laughs> that's amazing, but place for the wrong team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, like it's so it's great. I, I kind of like, wonder, like, that. I, I kind of wonder. Do you think someone like Lee Win was like ahead of his time? Because there weren't enough eyes, you know, like Vietnamese American eyes on the MLS mm-hmm. for him to make enough of an impact in the Vietnamese American community as well. I mean, I I think. I think that if he would have started his career in Southern California from the beginning, I mean, I don't know how big the Vietnamese population is in, in, uh, up in Boston. Fairly... Oh yeah. Or it was I, I, let's put it, or let's put it this way. I don't know how much people care about in Boston in general about the new England revolution. I don't know that it's yeah. really like making, you know, say, say if Lee, you're right. I, I guess the short answer is yes. He, I think he was ahead of his time from a cultural and draw perspective because people probably weren't up to speed enough about the MLS at that time in general and then maybe the location where he was contributed to like being more anonymous than he might have been in a, in a place like you know i mean even if he had even, even if he had played for the galaxy like you know so close to orange county and he i mean he's been running those soccer camps in orange county since even before he came an lafc player he had already been mm-hmm. doing camps out here um because of the concentration of that community so so yeah I think Lee yeah, Nguyen definitely is um, very underappreciated as far as uh, like the mark he made. I mean, he made, he like when we lost him, I was devastated yeah. and I'm not Vietnamese, but like he was, he was the representation of, of us, you know? Yeah. So we, I don't, I don't know, like you guys probably did some like a, like a Asian heritage month thing with him right i don't know if you guys did that but oh no, they did kind of their own thing yeah that was yeah. set up by uh that was a ben chi production i believe oh okay but i mean <laughs> like he was you know him and uh, honestly him and jeremy lynn don't get enough they don't get enough love you know like they they, they really made a mark like you know the linsanity with the knicks i mean yeah linsanity was, was, was crazy man that was wow wild. Wow, did, did someone just brought up the Knicks without me having to like egg them on <laughs> What a moment on FCFT Pod, y'all. This is, thank you, Quarantine. We love you. This is really what's happening. <laughs> yo, yo, Benny. Benny, we will always have 5 a.m. at my house. We will AD do. Pod. Remember this jersey? That's why I'm rocking this jersey. Yeah, uh, yeah. You guys need to give a little more... You give a little more context than just 5 a.m. at my 5 house. 5 a.m. my house. <laughs> hey, let me just let me just tell you a little detail. Monty was watching. He likes to watch. You know? Monty was there, man. Monty was there. And, and that's yeah, another dude. thing, too, man. Shout, shout out to Monty, bro, representing, uh, you know, not only, you know, Australia, but, um, you know, Samoans as well, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk to him all the time, and um, he was really stoked about uh, this group kind of uprising. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a huge Simone community in, you know, in LA and the South Bay and everything. And that, that's another community I would love to see, like, you know, come up, especially, um, with, uh, you know, supporter culture in Los Angeles. Um, you know, I'd definitely be stoked for Monty. 
Because, you know, he, Samoans, they're, they're hot going. People. What was that? Tell, tell Monty we got to get, get the North End Haka going. Oh, hell yeah, man. I mean, when, when we came up, when, uh, you know, Empire Boys came out with, um, you know, Call to Arms, we, you know, we already felt like, oh, dude, that was like, it's kind of like Haka vibes right there, man. Yeah, like, that was very tribal. Very tribal. Um, but I would love to actually do the Haka. Like, that would be kind of wild, bro. I, Benny and Monty leading the charge, man. That'd be freaking wild. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely Monty, man. Monty could teach us a lot of things. <clears throat> well, like, we, Monty's still a little soft-spoken. He loses his voice too much. So that's what we need to allow <laughs> right there. You just got to get some Malibu in him, and he's, he'll sound off. <laughs> Malibu, yeah. <laughs> Malibu Black. Don't get it twisted. It's not just the regular Malibu. <laughs> Malibu Black. There you go. Miguel, when you were talking about the people kind of reaching out via DM, even that Filipino um, club team, like asking about Dylan, you know, I think that we share similarities in that way, right? And these, and this is like going to be like a deep fucking Asian, Asian-American cut here on FCFC Pod, but you don't expect anything less here. But it really is, I find the kind of kinship with that because there's an aspect of us here in LA trying to grow Korean soccer culture outside mm-hmm. of Korea, but here in America. Right. You know, and I think I hear the same thing from you guys where it's like, we know we're not in the Philippines, but we're Filipino heritage. We're the first, second or third generation here, probably. And the fact of the matter is that there's something we can do from stateside here that can reflect on the larger Asian game, you know, a continent away. Yeah. And so right. can you talk about that and like what, what that kind of experience is like for you to like kind of feed off of as someone who actually moved here from the Philippines, like what it feels like for you to like kind of live in those two worlds, but also be like these two worlds can actually speak together and talk to each other in that way. Um, you know, it, it really is. Uh, it, it feels like I, it is for me just um, reaching back and, and getting, you know, re- reconnected with with my roots um when when we came here in 95 i was only 10 years old and i really uh you know i didn't there wasn't a lot of exposure to other filipinos growing up here in here in the ie and then you know like uh, almost a shame to say it, but like there were times where i just didn't even appreciate my own roots my own culture i tried to just you know put it in the back you know the background and not not really thinking much of it it's like i tried to be more you know, like more into, you know, different types of different type, different type of identity, not not so much a Filipino identity. And now, like, I, you know, when before I got married uh, last year, my, my fiance, who's now my wife, we went to we went back to the Philippines. That was my first time coming back in like 24 years. Wow. And and it, it was a, a life changing experience for me. It was it was incredible, you know, just like. I came back and then it was as if I never left. It was everything seemed so familiar. Yeah, it was new, but it seemed so familiar. And um, it really gave me a, a deep appreciation for where I came from. And uh, with Isang Bayan, it's just my way of like con- just connecting those two worlds. Yeah, because I've been here more, you know, I've, I've lived in the US longer than I've lived in the Philippines, you know. Uh, I grew up, I'd say, you know, like, I, I can honestly say I'm more American than I am Filipino, but at the same time, I am Filipino, and I was born there, and I, and that's something that <clears throat> I'm proud, proud of, and, you know, I know it's just soccer, but at the same time, you know, like, it's a, if we can find that to, for us, for me, and, you know, someone from the Philippines to talk, and, and just find that, that common, um, that, 
common bridge and so we can like okay well you know i, I want to know more about like where you're from in the philippines because i didn't really know too much you know it's like tell me more about where you're from why is like why is it why do you guys do you know why are why are some of the, the the things that you do in Filipino soccer like why you know how come it's still kind of um, you know like it's still a, a sport that's still rising why is it not on that level yet but yeah. at the same time also find out things like so how are you know how's the how are politics there how's you know how's your neighborhood how's your you know what do you guys do because um, you know t uh, you were talking about like Indonesia but the Philippines has seven thousand islands we're all and every island has its own distinct like identity. And so if I can like talk to these, these guys who message me because of soccer, but at the same time, like I can connect with them, you know, beyond that, beyond just that sport, uh, it's big, you know, and, and gives me a better appreciation of where I, where I came from and where I am now, like meeting uh, Benny and all these, like we're all we all found each other we somehow all found each other like all filipinos seem to do uh here in america in, in america and now we have this like this platform you know so it's up to us to really what what do we do with it and and i think we we got to use it for for something educational for something that brings out awareness and also you know for us to reconnect with our roots no man no thank you for yeah, I feel like we're all doing kind of a version of that. I think with all the, the diverse groups here, like we are kind of getting more in touch with our roots by doing doing what we do well, right? And being respectful of it. So no, I definitely can attest to that. I know Sam feels the same way running TSG in the way that he does. And um, yeah, man, excited to see you. Josh, I mean, I also know that just like, you know how we we've talked about going back to korea and going to games club games there like just hearing yeah. miguel talk Play with about the it, sex dolls like, at the fc seoul stadium <laughs> just just hearing miguel's kind of eyes light up about him going back to to the philippines and however whatever the status of the filipino league is right now like i'm already like dude i want to like those of us who love football we want to know how football is translated into that culture into that language too so it's not just this like what, what the, the bridge that Miguel is talking about without putting words in his mouth for me also goes the other way. Like I, I want to go check out and see how Filipinos like, yeah, interpret this game and like what, mm -hmm. what, what are the snacks that people are, are eating in the stands? You know, what is the pre-party? Like, <clears throat> is there a pre-party? Like what are these stadiums? And like, one thing that I love is someone who just loves information and history is one of the coolest things about football is like everywhere you go, there's a league and everywhere there's a league, there's these different teams and they all have, history and it's it's such a great window into yeah the history of the country right the history of fc barcelona versus the history of real madrid talking about like the franco dictatorship in spain and you can like understand history you can understand so much about the world through football so it's a it's a really useful avenue the other way too and if lafc stands for anything that i've always loved it's it's the two-way street of of world's football you know world's game world city and like you know, these two things go both, both directions. And I, and that's one of the reasons for me, it's like, I only hope that, you know, there is, there continues to be these kind of bridges that get built because it's so worth exploring. And who knows, like, you know, how cool, how cool it would be to go to like some certain derby 
that I don't even know what it is yet in the Philippines. And like, you know, that it would be such a specific experience. And, and that's really what we all like to like to see. We like to find authenticity. We like to find things that are like genuine and real and pure and true. And they feel not watered down. Like so much of like, you know, mainstream culture can be so even even so much that like european european football sometimes gets right um yep. yeah man. when you we, when we, you actually go we were just talking about before about how like who's pushing football culture forward and it's not necessarily the old world powers that you think of and it's really the the potential for growth is happening at the countries that have not had a really strong soccer base in the, in the past right and so like i remember even talking to someone um a supporter while we're watching the World Cup and like, you know, I was going for France because like, like I like France as a team. But he's like, I just want to see Croatia win because I want to see someone new win, right? And I think that's, that's a super interesting idea because it's like, at one point in time, you know, there's only like select few countries who've ever won a World Cup. At one point in time, as the World Cups run, roll along, you think that someone new would keep winning this thing. And so like, why not some of the Asian countries? Why not the Philippines? Why not South Korea? And I think that's an interesting question to have. Like, as you support cultures grow, as we grow what we have here, like it definitely benefits national teams, not even as directly as like maybe maybe a Dylan Presto plays for the Philippines one day and they qualify for, you know, for, for a World Cup one day. But like I think even us as supporters enhancing and leveling the game up here can improve the quality of play back home or back, you know, back in the motherland kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I see that see that back and forth as something really positive that we can learn both ways. And hopefully that if we keep on doing what we're doing here, like not only will people notice, but they'll they can be something to, to gain from it. Yeah, I think ultras culture too. I mean, the, you know, with, you know, if they see us like in the North End, you know, like representing, waving those flags, chanting, and they see that. And like, uh, that's something that is going to, you know, just like, oh, wow, you know, like, let's, let's get to that level. Um, and I'm not trying to say in a condescending way, like not at all, but you know, it's gotta, it's, it's gotta have those, those roots where it's like, oh, they see it. And then it's like, oh, like LAFC's our, our squad, our club, our MLS club. Look at that. Look at that culture they're cultivating. We want to be like that, you know? And so yeah, if that, that can inspire them. If that can like give them that fire, you know, light that fire in them. then that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause they definitely have their, their ultras over there. I mean, they have their supporter clubs for their own, um, you know, for their own separate clubs. But when they when they really do make noise, it's when the national team is playing. And uh, and you could tell they're still, you know, kind of like in the beginning stages of uh, of um, you know of support. You know, they have they have they have a good number of songs and good number of uh, people show out to matches that travel on away days. Um, you know, for, for matches for the national team. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you could tell that the sport is still kind of uh, young over there, you know, and, um, but the, it's, it's slowly getting to, uh, you know, where, where, where it should be. But I would love to go out there, you know, sometime and, and join their, join their, you know, their supporters. Um, not, not to be like, oh, we could show you a thing or two, you know, just to, just to be out there would be, would be awesome. Just learn, just learn from each other, you know. Like, I'm sure we can learn something from them too. I just want to have a quick moment where I say quick tea time. Yeah, my tea time is I want to know. Stop trying to cut off his tea time, Josh. I, I want to know. I just know. I just want to know. Well, okay. I guess it's two things. Benny, what? Who's who? Who's got Jollibee as a sponsor for their for their kit? What is that kit that you're wearing? 
custom. Is it a custom? I think Benny is frozen, my guys. Okay, yeah. Benny. I think, I think he, he customized that. I think. He oh yeah, he shit. customized it. Okay, well that. Benny does known. shit like that. Yeah, he gets I in trouble. I should have known, and then I was gonna talk to him about L.A. Rose Cafe and whether that was his favorite Filipino restaurant and whether that's anyone's favorite because I think it's been there since like '83 in Filipino town. But Miguel, do you have a give give the people the the Filipino restaurant of that's what I wanted to get was a quick quick round of recommendations for the for the oh, bombest okay. Filipino food and somewhere maybe uh. we can support support during quarantine in the LA area that that whips dope. up some some dope shit in the kitchen uh, speaking of Filipino town there's a there's a place called uh, Park's Finest it's a barbecue oh, joint it's like they know just legit uh, Filipino barbecue you know with a little bit of like a southern you know US like skin cornbread that's really good, corn. really good. Uh, Park's finest. Park's finest, and uh, let's see, what's mm -hmm. another good one. There's, uh, there's, there's, lots, there's, there's. Go ahead, go next. No, Jerry's Grill. I think there's one in Cerritos. <laughs> Jerry's Cerritos. Yeah, yeah, boy. No, you got. Once this thing is over, you know, because it's better when you go there like on a Saturday night because they always have like a the band there. They got buckets of Red Horse. You know, they bring out the hot sizzling sisig, you know, on the plate. And, but yeah, you could, you could order there during this quarantine. You could like order out. Yeah, Jerry's not Grill is pretty experience. good. From, from the hometown. Yeah. There's a, there's a spot in, in Chinatown, uh, Lhasa. It's kind of like the fine dining Filipino. Uh, oh yeah, I've I've had know, that, tip. Benny. I've I've yeah, I've had Lhasa. Lhasa's good. Yeah, man, Lhasa's good. Um, I forgot uh, the place. I forgot the name of it. It's in the Grand Central Market, uh, Sari Sari store or something like that. Or there's one. There's 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 one there. Let me. Yeah, there's Slim one there. Grand Central Grand Central Market. There's one there. It's Slim and Josh, do you guys have? Do you have Filipino spots of choice? My my only one that I go to frequently is LA Rose Cafe. So I'm trying to expand myself and. Pass there's, it on to the people. There's uh, there's, um, there's, there's Nanai Glorias in Igorot. I only go to hole in the wall places. Uh, you know, that's what like, we want. Man. I expect nice nothing DJ, else. DJ BB Khan and Jerry's was the main one. Doritos. Yeah. Max's. Um, Max's Manila, Jollibee. If you're next to one, <laughs> um, Nanai Glorias and in in, in Igorot. Um, yeah, low key. Jollibee Bee fried chicken is slept on. I'm just saying. Dude, it is super Jolly slept Bee on. Jollibee fried man. chicken is is my um, my last meal. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Slim, I think you can you can take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod from home because none of us motherfuckers should be out anywhere. So if you're listening from home, we appreciate it because. A lot of people be listening to these podcasts when they're driving. So if you're listening at home, you must be really lonely, and I love you for it. Thank you. We miss hey. you. See you soon. Hey, thank you, Miggy. Thank you, Benny, for coming thank on. That was guys. a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, appreciate you guys, yep. man. Pop on you and see what you guys are doing on Instagram. Check out. Yeah. Keep following their shit. Uh, and I can't wait to read M Miguel's story on uh, the bank note. I saw that just drop today, and I can't oh, wait. Man. It looks I'm, like I'm sure this. Dweez is going to do like 10 hours of research on this Filipino dude that played in, in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch, watch that Asian-American documentary on PBS. Oh, plug. Hell yeah, dude. It's real good. Real yeah. good. Hey. FCFC.
FCFC 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 FCFC